You know who got us good though? You know who burned us good? Who? Freaking Kevin Tila, man. Oh wow. Uh, Did you not yeah. see his post? <laughs> oh, I was talking to him about it, yeah. We gotta get that guy on the show. He freaking dude, he Kevin's such a chump though, dude. Because I'm always like, hey, come on the show. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go to bed. I work early. Yeah, dude. what? Like up? we don't all work early. Yeah, dude. Right? Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, as always, Mr. John, John Miles. Miles. And the Iron Man, Kobe Peterson. The Iron Man? Oh. I don't know, dude. I was trying to go with boxing terms there. I was going to say Sugar Shane, no, Sugar John Miles. I didn't have you know, You know who I was a big fan of? Uh, Rocky Marciano. thought that guy was hardcore. Yeah. yeah everybody starts talking about boxers and... White guys always got to bring up Rocky Marciano. Come on, dude. That guy's hardcore, uh, man. On today's show, we're going to be busting some chops with filibuster talk in the Senate. Uh, we're going to be uh, asking you for your yays and your nays. Uh, John's going to be doing a little voting. Give me your nays. On the show. Yeah. I feed off your nays. <laughs> uh, but first. It only makes him stronger. <laughs> You're like a Sith Lord. <laughs> Remember to like, subscribe, share uh, this show with your friends. It's a great conversation starter. It's good for like in office, you know, at the water cooler. Well, I, I guess for the people that aren't at the office anymore. That's right. This is how you bond during yeah, quarantine. It's good for bonding. Talk right? about us. That's what we wanted. That's that's the only reason we made this podcast. All right, now that that's out of the way, we want that obligatory message is out of the way. What's the hap hap, fellas? Well, dude, I'll say, like, I, I've uh, been playing with this iPad, which is not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is I went into <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Dude, we have, like, 18 five-star reviews. Everyone's been rating us five stars. What? Except for the one lady who, or... Oh, one, the one lady with the, the swears? one person, yeah, for the F words. But everybody else rating us five stars. You guys, that touched my heart. It really did. I'm into that. I guess we should I, probably I that yeah, this week. We should probably take we should do another like giveaway of stickers. Remember hey. who, who we had like Shinoda, oh right? Oh my god, Shinoda. I have so many stickers. Yeah. <laughs> did we ever <laughs> give them to Shinoda? Yeah, I took it up there yeah, personally. Oh, Shinoda got his, yeah, 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 yeah. John's like, oh no, good. I can Seriously. go see him again. If anybody figures out if anyone has any reason to bump into me i'll just throw a sticker at you right away <laughs> that's the new contest <laughs> say hi contest. to john <laughs> catch him at the john, yeah. And smiths yeah sometimes i always saw Lowe's. john look Love starting this show has been really great for us because we've built this like community and it's been pretty awesome because you know other progressives or like-minded folks around the county right so in those travels that we've had i've met a few fitness people, Kevin Lundell, right? Y'all know that I've been working out with Kevin Lundell. We also have Wait, Mr. Do you do CrossFit? I, it's not CrossFit. It's functional fitness, Kobe. Oh, okay, functional, functional fitness. fitness. But also, yeah, forget our man Dave Foley. Dave Foley, yes, dude. I hung out with Dave Foley. This, Did you this Saturday? Dude. Oh, that hanging guy, out with Dave Foley like, is it was fun. So much fun. Yeah, so much fun. I uh, I tapped into my old wrestling roots. 
and uh, was watching, and I didn't participate. He was do, he had like a a, a jujitsu class going on. Oh, it was so cool. You were watch. down at the classes. Yeah, I was down at the class. So so yeah. Jordan, one of the coaches there, he's an awesome coach. He he goes to CrossFit or he goes to RC Fit with Kevin Lundell. Uh, he invited me to Foley's. It was an early Saturday at 7 a.m. Just oh, yeah. like conditioning. And that's all yeah. it was. It wasn't like it wasn't yeah. like a setup class or anything. it was just conditioning. You wake up early, you go and you condition like a boxer. Well, you condition like a boxer would, I guess. Oh yeah. And my thighs are killing me. Yeah, I did that last Super Bowl. They did Super Bowl Sunday conditioning like a football player would do. And it, it does. So awesome. It does wear you so out. Awesome. After the Fun after stuff. that, we did the jujitsu stuff, dude. My my legs, I'm gonna be wearing leggings this week or this summer. You to know show off saying? those legs, buddy. Show yeah. off my leg, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet. Kobe, what have you been doing? We've been working on a few things here. Um we got a new wildcat rack design this week and so oh yeah trying to push that out just that and i just been trying to like think of creative ways to market this business you know because i every day that i don't see orders come in i'm like orders didn't mm. come in because you didn't do anything colby and so like i don't mm. know i've just been thinking about that and possibly video you, maybe uh, right do you know how much a t-shirt cannon is oh no but that'll be fun <laughs> oh yeah drive-bys you can sit in the back of my truck and just like once you see a crowd of people, you shoot one T-shirt into it, then you move on. Yeah, but I do want to say thanks to everybody who has supported Wildcat Rack thus far. If you're a Weber State fan and you bought, got a few friends of the show. Nina Morris has purchased a couple shirts now, our first repeat customer. Yeah. Jamie Cheek did recently. Yeah, a lot of folks, man. Really Those new nice. black shirts. Those new black shirts. Yeah, the new fire, black though. ones. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, so I don't know. We've been working on that, just thinking about how to be more creative and also working on Weber State Weekly, man. College sports are in full swing, so we got all kinds of stuff going Getting on. Getting a media pass. Yeah, we've been Dude. working on that. <laughs> this is what I'm nice. talking about. Media right here, this media that we're doing. Speaking of us being a part of the media, we're actually going to be talking about the filibuster, and we're going to be informing our audience like media companies do. <laughs> like we're an educational <laughs> podcast. If anybody asks you guys... We're legit. We're legit. Exactly. This has been a big topic in, you know, in the coming months. We, we knew that uh, Joe won. Uh, there have been a couple of things that the Democrats have been talking about doing, right? Uh, what were those things that they were, they've been talking about doing? Statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico. COVID relief, minimum wage, student loan forgiveness, maybe. This one's always come up, killing the filibuster in the Senate. And I think we wanted to talk, do a little more deeper dive on that. What does that mean? What is that about? Because I'll be honest, guys. Filibuster, I, I personally probably don't know enough about this to say, yeah, let's do it. I, it's more one of those like, Oh, the Dems want it, so I'm. It must be good? Question mark. Because, like, like many folks, the Senate processes uh, are to me are are what I know about the Senate processes come from movies and TV shows, right? Like, I didn't ever watch well, the movie, but we were talking about this earlier before the show started. But John, we were talking about what was it, Mister Mister Smith goes to yeah, Washington or something, right? Yeah, with Jimmy. 
that guy. from a wonderful life yeah that movie's like <laughs> 1930 or something right right but let me I, let me unpack filibuster a little bit because I would not say it's something Democrats like. To Democrats, it seems to be a necessary evil. So, with filibuster in place, you really need sixty votes in the Senate to be able to pass something because there's always the option for somebody to filibuster, which you may need sixty votes to to overcome that. So, the idea of filibuster reform is that. It gives a party who only has a over 50 majority in the Senate, say, like now the slimmest majority of a 50-50 Senate with the VP breaking ties. Like, if you want to get anything done in that situation, the filibuster is going to be a big impediment. It's going to be a big tool the Republicans can use to make it so you can't get anything done. So that's why the Republicans want or the Democrats right now feel like they need to support doing away with the filibuster is because they're not going to be able to move on any of their agenda if the filibuster is there. But just to the other side of that is Democrats do not have this majority nearly as often as Republicans. And if you do away with this, then Republicans will do away with it the next time they're in power. And it's it's bound to boomerang back at us at some point and and bite us a little bit because now the Republicans can pass all kinds of pieces of their agenda with a simple 51 majority. So if you're like me and you're thinking about the movies, uh, it's when the when a senator gets up and attempts to block the, a bill, right, that's going through, and yeah. they they are like basically laying out their reasoning why this thing doesn't this bill doesn't or shouldn't go forward and they talk and they talk and they talk and they talk uh sometimes for what like 30 hours or whatever something like that right it's like well yeah the idea is that they take up all the floor time um but i don't think that i think there was a rule change a while back that you didn't actually have to filibuster and i know that a lot of times it's just the threat of a filibuster. Somebody says, if you guys push this through, I'm going to filibuster. And so you better have 60 votes. And that that can be enough to kill it a lot of times. Oh, this is interesting. So one of the most notable filibusters of the 1960s occurred when Southern Democrats attempted to block the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 by filibustering for 75 hours, including a 14-hour and 13-minute address by a Senator Robert Bird of West Virginia. The filibuster yeah. failed when the Senate invoked cloture. Cloture, cloture yeah. So yeah. that basically says, okay, we're going to vote to end debate. And yeah. so you need 60 votes to do that. Wow. And so once you've voted to end debate, then you can move to voting. As far as opinions on this go, I come at this from the guy who hated the Bush administration. And when Obama came in, I was dying for a bunch of change. And that's what we'd been pushing for. We thought the government was gonna change, but Obama came in saying, we're gonna compromise and we're gonna work with the other people. We're gonna make this change something we all agree on. And the Republicans just obstructed, obstructed. From what I remember, that first two years of Obama's term, when they had the majority in the Senate and the House, the Republicans filibustered a record number of times. like. In my recollection, and it may be somewhat biased, this is not something the Democrats use nearly as much as the Republicans. And it's the only way that we're going to be able to get any kind of agenda done in the next two years. And it's vital that we get something done in the next two years if anybody's going to fucking vote for a Democrat ever again, in my opinion. Well, like, I think it it goes beyond that, because 
the thing that annoys me about the use of the filibuster as a bludgeon to gum up the works of government and slow things down is that it directly benefits Republicans. And here's why. Yeah. For 40 years since the time of Ronald Reagan, Republicans have argued that government is the problem. Right. And so for Republicans, it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy because what they've done is they've said, oh, see, government doesn't work. Government doesn't work. The private sector can do it better. You know, we need to turn this over to the states, whatever. You know, never mind that the states constantly screw things up all the time. There's this worship of this idea that the states can do it better. And while the states can do it better sometimes, I would look at the state's track record on COVID and say, yeah, well, that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Said, let the states handle it. How'd that go? Not great, right? And so it annoys me that Republicans use the filibuster as a means of running out the clock on Democrats until the American people get frustrated. And when the American people get frustrated, they just vote for the other party. Right. And so for Republicans, it's always a self-fulfilling prophecy because they say, ah, government doesn't work. And then they are the ones that throw the wrench in the work of government so that we can't get a piece of legislation through that would directly help the American people, Republicans all vote in a block and say, nope, we're not we're not compromising on any of this. So they don't compromise at all. Democrats are left, you know, feckless to say, well, what can we do? And then nothing happens. The American people get pissed off, kick the Democrats out of the majority, and then they get what for, you know, I, I look at the last decade and I say, okay, the Democrats lost the Senate in 2014. And in six years of Dem- of Republicans running the Senate, what did you get? You got a tax cut that added $2 trillion to the, the national debt. You got a third, wholly a third of the federal judiciary are now Trump appointees. So those are judges appointed by Donald Trump, you know, at the behest of the Federalist Society. Those are the people that, that gave him those recommendations. You have now a third of the Supreme Court that is appointed by Donald Trump. And so it's like, that's what you got, America. That's what you got for going with the Republicans. And now you're going to give the Democrats potentially two years, maybe. We'll see, because traditionally the midterm election goes against the party of the president, right? We saw that in 2010, and we very well could see it in 2022. And so what's going to happen? The American people are likely, you know, the Republicans know, like, we're just going to run the same exact play, right? We'll just gum up the works of government until the American people get frustrated, vote for the other party, and then we'll be back in to do whatever whatever game that Republicans are playing. Like This is the thing that pisses me off so much about Republicans is the fact that there's always some scheme with these guys, right? It's never straight about convincing the other side to work with you. Right. There's always some there's always some scheme, right? Like gerrymandering, packing the courts with, you know, with these federal appointees, right? Or uh you name it. Which, like, there's always something that they've got to do to hold on to power because their base continues to shrink. And that packing the courts was made possible because of judges they were filibustering during the Obama administration. Yep. They gum up the works until they get the freedom to just take it all over. Yeah, and that's so, exactly what happened because they I, they sat on Republican or they sat on Obama appointees for years. You know, m- most most notably Merrick Garland. Right. They just sat on that for a year, said, we're going to wait this out. We're just going to wait. You can't do anything because you're not in the majority and we're just going to wait you out. So they did. And then when they got their opportunity, they got a Republican president. Boom. Like if you follow Brian Schatz tweets, he is a he's a Democratic senator from the state of Hawaii. He has said, like when Mitch McConnell was in the majority leader, basically all they did all day, every day in the Senate was approve Trump appointed judges. All day. And those are lifetime appointments, folks. 
it's very you can't get those folks off like so sorry like that's just what it is that's their game because now mark my words the republican play going forward is all of the things that they can't get through on legislation they're just going to sue in the courts courts. they're going to sue on things like roe v wade and gun whatever and they're just going to sue 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 until they find a judge that will agree with them and then they're going to get what they want because they can't legislate it because they won't compromise. So I, I'm, I'm thinking about this now and I'm like, oh, OK, that, you know, you guys have explained it pretty good. And uh, what what I think about is like the I, this idea that I, I see a lot of this in in my Facebook feed from like high school friends. Right. Which is always a bad move. You just block them already. That's so why I keep telling myself. But um, I, I kind of want to keep, you know, at least you know, hear what the other side is saying. Um, but the, what 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 they're like getting mad about now is, well, why are they sending all this money to you know all this aid to here or there? Afghanistan. And, yeah, happens yeah. every year. Okay, so the, like, it, it, but that's part of like the. Well, omni, omni, uh, omnibus stuff, right? Yeah, the funding uh, of the government. So, so yeah, the funding of the government. Yeah. So, um, and and this happened with like the immigration bill for DACA, right? Like, if if you listen to um, how DACA came about, you know, the reason why uh, President Obama used his executive order was because he could we couldn't get like a a bill through. House and Senate, that was a clean bill for just immigration, right? Because everybody wanted, you know, every the majority of people think that, you know, those DACA recipients, those people should be citizens, right? But we couldn't get a clean bill because there was all this stuff that would be attached to this bill. Not is not that, even that. Not even that, that. Well, but but is that part of the like, did this filibuster cause those types of things to happen? Does that make sense? Because like, yeah. the, the the Democrats couldn't get things done, so they were like, "All right, we're going to just start attaching these things to uh, you know other bills that are popular and will get done." Is that I see kind what you're of saying. how things? I, I see what you're saying, but like, so on the immigration point, the reason that you don't get immigration in the early 2010s is because of the Tea Party. So that's People being what I was, Yeah, I guess that's what I was asking. So that there wasn't really a like a causality or whatever, right, between the filibuster and then like us not having like just clean bills for you know certain things yeah i mean it, it's politics and what i would also say to that is that the same thing does happen in the senate though because the reason that the filibuster works is because you don't get enough senators working together to get 60 votes because that's the threat right if you have 60 votes the filibuster doesn't matter because you can just call for cloture at any time and if you have 60 votes they have to shut up and then you guys have to vote, right? So that's the that's the reason that the filibuster works. And if you get enough senators from both sides of the aisle to just say, yeah, we're you know what, we're done here, man. Like you're just trying to slow down this bill. Uh, it doesn't matter. But there are not enough intrepid members, and I'll say of the Republican Party, because there are lots of things that Democrats have proposed that are popular with the American people that would move the needle on a lot of the issues that we face. And Republicans just don't. They just won't. Right. Because it's never like the Democrats are the ones that vote in this big, strong block. And, you know, like everybody knows that's not what Democrats do. Right. They, it's very difficult to keep a Democratic block voting together. The, the Republicans are much better at it. Right. Because their group is much more homogenous right. and comes from culturally a lot of very similar states. 
So it's easy to keep them together. And if you got more intrepid Republican senators, this conversation wouldn't matter. But they're cowards. And so they won't. Well, and I'll just say that is part of the downside, too, is that Democrats could take this gambit and do away with the filibuster and get the negative consequences down the road and still not get their agenda now because you've got Democratic senators in conservative states who are worried about signing on. And if you lose just one of them, it kills the agenda. So so that does. It's the public option all over again, right? Yeah, (laughs) right. Right. That's exactly that's exactly what happened because uh, who was it? Wasn't it uh, Lieberman? Yeah, it was Joe Lieberman. Oh, yeah, right. Joe man, Lieberman man. was not pro public option, and they needed his vote, you know. Yeah. And so, and then there were some other senators as well, but notably Joe Lieberman. Yeah. So that that didn't happen. Now, that's the middle ground. Instead, you know, because now Bernie Sanders has pushed the agenda and said, "No, we want Medicare for all." Period. And yeah. Like, if we'll, we're we'll, lucky, we'll get we get a option. public option ten years later. Yeah. Right. And so you're in even more of a difficult situation here where you have 50 senators plus the tying vote with the vice president, like the razor thinnest of margins possible. Those senators will feel like they have this power to say, all right, well, we can't go so far with our clean climate change. Green New Deal, right? Because you're going to kill jobs in my district and I'm going to lose. Oh, gosh, that's all. That's all. So it's more about the careers and less about service. Pray for the oil services. No, just kidding. Uh, So, so let me ask you about the uh, the nuclear option because that's one of the things that when you search this up and you see like when have the Democrats used filibuster? Like Harry Reid, Harry Reid used it in 2013. What? Okay, so explain to me what that is. What is the nuclear option? Because I that was another one that was like what. The nuclear option is changing the rules so that you only need 51 votes for cloture. So you you get rid of the filibuster because like basically whoever yeah. has the majority can just vote. All right, we're done with debate. You don't need 60 votes. You only need 51. So whoever has the majority can just move on to voting. And the reason you don't do that is because that can come back to bite you. Uh, having Yeah, I was going to say yeah, where the... Senate is broken up. It's so close, right? It's 50, right, it's 50, it 50 right now, right? Right around like, 50 all the time. Right. So then the, the at the end of the day, do you think this gets done? Do you think that the Dems uh, end up killing the, the filibuster? I don't think so, because I think Chuck Schumer, and I'm going to be 100% honest, I don't think that Chuck Schumer is a great majority leader. I really don't. But... I think that at the end of the day, he takes a look at it and says, you know what? Even if, like John said, even if we nuked the filibuster and went with the majority, we still may not get what we want. And the Dems made that mistake earlier when Harry Reid nuked the filibuster to get judicial appointments through. Right. Because we just you just saw what Trump and the Republicans did with that. Right. One and they were all like, we told you if you did that, it would bite you in the ass. That's like what did. they love to say while they're biting you in the ass. Yeah. but yeah, We told you we were going to turn on you. You so let us think, do this. I think. And Schumer was there the whole time. He saw it happen. He had a front row yeah. seat. And so I think this time he goes, nah, we're not going to go there. I don't know. I think you have to. Yeah, I think that's too bad. I think Democrats only plays bold action. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, like, look, at some point, 
I, uh, you know, admittedly don't know a whole lot about th that, right? But what is the message and what is like, what, what are we doing then? Like, why are you getting people out to vote if you're not going to take your agenda and actually run with it, you know, and do the things that you said you were going to do, make those bold actions and be progressive. Progressive, right, <laughs> yeah. Ah. <sighs> So that's a yes from that's a yes from John and a no from Kobe. I'm nervous. I'm loath to do it. I understand the, the consequences, but I just think that. Well, that's that's going to be one of the polls for this week. Uh, we'll put that out to to the audience. To see what see what should they think. should they should they yes should right. they cool bust the filibuster. Oh, Ooh. Mm. all right. Well, filibuster buster. It's uh, it's that time in the show where just speaking directly to Representative Blake Moore, Blake, there's a house on Zillow, two hundred seventy nine thousand dollars. It's uh, it's located at four nineteen twenty seventh Street. Ooh, right, right in downtown Ogden. Yeah, it's right in, in the heart of beautiful one. Congressional District One. Yes, this cute home is close to the downtown city center, and it's been remodeled throughout. There's a new kitchen. There's new kitchen cabinets and appliances, uh, new interior and exterior paint. Uh, you can, you, Blake, can contact our friend Ashley Wolseyus for more information on this home. But uh, that will actually put you in CD One. So. Thanks again to Ashley for sponsoring the show uh, and helping Blake move into CD1, like he said he would. We'll end out that and go into polls. All right, it's time for polls, baby. Uh, this is probably my favorite part of the show. Last week, you saw that uh, we, we told you we were going to do it, and Kobe did it right when we were on the show. He said, how are you talking to Trump-supporting family members in the wake of this, uh, of the last, what, that's two weeks ago now, uh, January 6th insurrection? So we had, we had a lot of votes come out on this, a lot of people voting on this one. Say nothing was, uh, was one of the options. I have no Trump-supporting family members that I speak to. <laughs> told them they've been brainwashed by lies and offered them cult deprogramming resources, laugh at them and make fun of their president, LOL. <laughs> so those were, well, and the other option was gloating. I think those two kind of are the same, uh, but interesting, say nothing, 22 votes. And now we have a very most... polite crowd, polite well, audience. Polite or like scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling him I, out. I, no, because like I'm not a person who's afraid to Chicken. talk to my Trump supporting, you know, family members. I just, I just, just don't find it productive. Like, oh yeah, I, so yeah. I don't waste my time. You know what? I was just with the family member I was talking about, and I was going on about how he's a rational Republican. You were. That's what you, I did. You said yep. too. Yeah, you did. That's what I did. I but used you, those words. You used. Uh, I didn't you just used say nothing. Option three. The told them they're brainwashed and lie and and been lied to that that you confronted yeah. them. No, I I like John. I like subtly gave them the benefit of the doubt that they regret that vote whether they actually do or not. That's what I did. Well, uh, so yeah, say nothing. So was passive, the top vote, twenty-two votes. Passive, passive. I have Sorry. no supporting 
family members was num was came in at number two with nine votes. So, uh, but a lot of good comments, a lot of good interactions. Always great to hear from the the audience or from uh, the JC peeps uh, about these types of things. John has. Is there a song? I want a song. Yeah, do we? All we can get you a song, John. <laughs> Yay. It already rhymes. That song writes itself. <laughs> we'll have like a horse at the be at the end of it. Like, <laughs> that makes total sense. Gone? That's how much that song writes itself. <laughs> you throw a horse in there and it works. <laughs> All right. So I've got I've got two yay or nays this week, right? The first one is a very serious one. If you have been paying attention to the legislature, you know that they uh, I don't know which committee it was, but uh, the committee in charge of these types of bills just approved a uh, facial recognition bill. They approved it unanimously to go to the floor. So, um, so I mean, I think it's safe to assume that that's probably going to get a lot of support and, and pass. So we would like to get the listener's opinion. I'd actually like to get you fellas' opinion also. Facial recognition. I mean, the law... Uh, makes itself out to be placing restrictions on facial recognition. It's sort of like an officer can't go out and just request a, a facial recognition match. You have to request it to this agency. It's the agency who performs the match and sends it back to you. And the agency has been trained in these things like, like knowing how to do a quality facial match and making sure that, for example, where they're known to be um, inaccurate, like some people say that they are less accurate with black people or particularly black women. And so the idea here is that you send it to an agency and they do that comparison and they're trained to do it. So then it's much more accurate. So that angle of it is good. I think the counter argument is that this just seems like we are codifying um, uh, facial recognition and making it more of a everyday thing. And I, for one, I'm not sure if I'm really on board with that just in general. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Man, yeah, this one is tough because I think about the police brutality side of this, right? Like when a police officer pulls over or stops a, a young man because he looks like or fits the description of, you know, I, it could prevent a lot uh, it could prevent a lot of those situations. Uh, but man, facial recognition already, that's that's already scary stuff. Like, I just don't, uh, it's not, we're not there yet. I don't know if we're ever going to be there, but I just don't. I don't want to be there. Right. I just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, are, but are we moving that way? They're trying. They're trying real hard, man. I don't know. So are you, I'm, that I'm a nay. I'm a nay. <laughs> oh, no. It's not that kind of nay. Now I see where you're going with the horse sounds. Yeah. Right? That, that, <laughs> how did you not get that at the beginning? Because it sucked. Colby. <laughs> <laughs> yay or nay on the horse sound, number one. Number oh, two look. on the question. Well, so I, I got to say, I think I'm pro horse sound. Oh, I no. Like I like it. But I hate I, democracy. Sorry, <laughs> Tyranny of the majority. 
Where's a filibuster when you need it? <laughs> oh, it all uh, became full circle. Yeah. And then uh, on the space of recognition, um, I get what they're trying to do. And like you said, they got a favorable this. So, so this is um, SB 34 uh, just came out of the Senate. Um, oh, man, I have it up here. Uh, this just came out of the Senate Government Operations and Political Subdivisions Committee. So now it goes to the floor of the Senate. Um, yeah, man, I I'm really wary of this kind of stuff because it's just like I feel like bills like this are the camel's nose under the tent. And I get that they have good intentions, but it just it just floors me that conservative Republicans are like, yep, we're doing this. You know, it's yeah. like, what? Well, I, I, I'm really surprised at you guys, to be honest. You know, like, I'm very surprised that well, you're well, I'm sorry. This. What did you call it? I didn't hear anything after the whole camel thing. <laughs> the nose. The oh, sorry. The nose. Uh, uh, the, the, the camel's nose under the tent because oh, the I'm a Middle Eastern analogy. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you guys don't know that story? Yeah, I, nope. Don't, not, not real <laughs> familiar with that story. So uh, that's a, I learned that story in first grade, man. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> so the story goes like this, really quick. There's okay. a guy, there's an Arab guy he's sleeping in the desert. His camel is like, hey, you know, it's really cold out here. Could you let me stick my nose under the tent? And he's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And then next thing he's like, hey, you know, can I put my head in the tent? Yeah, sure, go ahead. And then before he knows it, the camel is in the tent and he's outside. So it gets played. Right. So or, right, or, you, or the boiling you, fr- the water, the frog in boiling water, right? Yeah, that's the same idea. You give an so, inch, you take a mile. Yeah, 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 right. And so that's where I'm just like, I'm just surprised that conservative Republicans are doing this. That they're like, oh yeah, we want this. I'm like, wow, you're gonna give the government that power? I'm really, really surprised. Right, right. and like these libertarians, right? Like yeah. libertarian outrage. I don't see it. I don't yeah, hear it. I mean, this is this is the thing that you say that you what hate the, all the time. This is it. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't this Big Brother? Isn't this the whole? Yeah, yeah this is I legit. It. So is that a nay, Colby? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying nay here because, like, I get what they're trying to do, but I'm just, I'm just loath to, I don't know, man. All right, all right, two nays, and it's a nay from me because to hell with those guys. So three nays from us, but excited to hear from you listeners. On to the next one, the yay or nay that is not related to horses. If you are a Reddit user and you're on the Ogden subreddit, which you should be, uh, there was a pretty cool proposal this week from a user named Jux Les. It was a concept city flag for Ogden, Utah. So it's got the flag up there, and then it's got the picture of what it's based on. And and we'll post this in the forum, I suppose, at least the picture of the flag. Well, we've got to post the supporting picture, too. So um, this... I, I guess I have to say the supporting picture is of a design that's on the side of Union Station. If you've ever looked closely at that building, there's like this cutout in a rectangle and a piece of it has these six sort of diamond shapes kind of facing into each other. And um, and so this person took that diamond design and put it onto a flag. So it's not going to make a lot of sense unless we uh, show the picture. So get onto the Junction City Forum to look at the picture and vote for it. Um, but it's a really simple design and really kind of like cryptic, I guess. And so I am a yay on this design. I think we should adopt this. I'm all for it. What do you guys think? Do you want to go first, Kobe, or do you want me to go? Yeah, so I'm yay on this. I like the design, and I, I also agree with you that I think the city should have a flag. I think it's really cool. Uh, yeah. one, one of the things that – so when I was in Amman, Jordan, Amman has a flag, city flag. And uh, I this is one of my greatest regrets that I didn't buy – that somebody made a T-shirt with the city flag on it, and it was really cool shirt, man. And I didn't buy it while I was in Jordan. And then after that, like finding – 
a website that I could get it shipped from Jordan was just impossible, dude. And so, mm. uh, like, so I like the idea of a flag because I think that, especially in a city in a, in a state like Utah where we have kind of these like small blue bubbles, there's this opportunity to have a little bit of pride in your city. You know, especially yeah. like you're not Utah, and there's talk right now of Utah having a, a revamp of its own flag, which I agree with because I think our flag. Like I look Suckers. at what Colorado, yeah. Well, I look at what, like what Colorado has done with their flag, and they've got a really cool brand with it. Same thing with Arizona; they've got this really cool brand with their flag and New Mexico. And I'm just like, why don't we have that? Ours is so pedestrian and boring. Like, let's really redesign our flag and like have this ownership of it. But then I, re- I like the idea of the Ogden City having a flag because that's just one more thing that you can be like, yeah, that's that's like branding the city, you know? So yeah, and I like this design. I think it's cool. Yep. I, I don't understand. It's it's supposed to be like the design from the union station right like the windows mm-hmm. well f- yeah they look kind of similar the to that brick design, carving right? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the bricks uh, uh bricks on this uh union station so yeah. I, I don't know what the like the semblance or what the you know what's the the significance of those bricks for mm, right the station but like you're like is that a slave chimney i don't want to be yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like <laughs> Are we sure that that's not like some kind of you know Chinese encampment thing? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. But let's. Is do that a, a white bit. power design? Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, you got to know what you're doing, right? You can't just throw. You can't just slap stuff up there and don't right. know what it's all it's about. It's like that community flag. You remember the anus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's one thing. I, I'd like to know what those designs are. What what it means, right? And if there's any other potential meanings to that stuff. The other thing is like. I don't understand why Ogden and Weber State are not more like connected. Where yeah. like I would make it a purple flag. Honestly, if I'm Ogden, I make it a purple flag. Because like I get it, you have the ATC there and yeah, sure that's great, but like this is Weber State University. Like this is your university, your Yeah, they like you play sports. A, yeah, you could be like a college town and you could really embrace that. Yeah, uh, Kobe's got it. Yeah, the the W oh, on yeah. the mountain, right? What? Where's the, the W, w on, on the mountain, mountain dude? Put the like, W I, back I just, on the mountain. I just don't. The W is like, off the mountain. Yeah, dude. I didn't what know. What the heck? It's been off since the eighties. No, <laughs> you looking at the mountains, dude? Like you're just like they light like, up a W on the mountain sometimes. Sometimes on homecoming, yeah, yeah, it's for like a week, a year. Uh, that's all we need. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that, there's my. I, I'm gonna have to give it an A. Because oh, because no, wait, do it, do it, dude. Come on, Dan, do it. (laughs) That's for you, John. John, that was for you. Oh oh my god, it sells the whole segment. (laughs) All right, so we're gonna post those, uh, those yay or nays onto the forum for the rest of you, and uh, that that nays for Katie Matheson. Why? (laughs) Because she likes silly things. Remember when I posted the. The Ghostbusters and the, the oh my god that was so great silly so she likes silly things so whatever uh, and you know what she's gonna come on and we're gonna talk bills silly though paper bills just kidding that does get us to our pinkies up thumbs down oh you want me to go first sure yeah you let's go do, first, uh, let me go first yeah let me go first so I got I got two actually thumbs downs. So my first thumb down, thumbs down actually came by reading the Junction City Forum and seeing that uh, this Utah House bill 
600 allowing concealed carry without a permit Oof. like what are we what are we doing are, are, we we are we what's going on here that's that's the big thumbs down to this bill call your congressman call your congressman call your uh state legislator and and tell them to vote no on this this is just ridiculous like well, and I loved how Kathy Darby put it on Facebook today. She said, we can't be the state that is reducing funding for domestic violence while we are expanding people's ability to walk around with concealed weapons. Oh, for sure. For sure. And my other thumbs down, no surprise, goes to Mike Lee and Spencer Cox, actually, because like he's been doing some pretty good, he's been doing some okay stuff lately, but like the one thing that really bothers me about some of their stuff lately is okay the the bears ears and the national monument stuff okay they you know mike lee's made a video now where he's kind of talking about uh the antiquities act because he always likes bringing that up and um you know and, and president biden's executive decision executive order to roll back to what obama had uh, allowed for the uh, national monuments here in utah right and Spencer Cox also said something about this. Okay, now they're trying to do this thing where they're trying to pit Joe Biden that if he doesn't do this X thing, then he's not really the unity guy and he's not really running on unity and or he was running on unity and he's now uh, being divisive about this whole thing. Like pursuing I, the agenda he ran on. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, no, listen, uh, I think that this was well put by uh, Dan Pfeiffer. He said, Biden's obligation is to reach out to Republicans to try to find common ground. It is not to abandon his agenda in favor of the rejected Repu Republican agenda. Right. The opposition is trying to set up a false choice between unity and progress. We can't let them do that. When he said yeah. that, I was like, yep, that's it right there. That's what these fuckers are doing when they like, Oh, if if Biden doesn't doesn't do this, then that means that he's not the unity candidate. And I can't believe he's taking back everything that Trump already did. It's like, bro, like that's why he ran. He ran on those things. So this is this is part of his agenda. He's doing what he said he was gonna do. So go home. Like let's <laughs> go home. <laughs> go home. And you know what? And and I I I think that if there's like uh Mike Lee's thing about this is like, well, he doesn't get any Utah's perspective, right? Well, motherfucker, you didn't get any of the Utah's perspective either on this because all those folks in San Juan County and all those folks down south, they were talking about this like this is what they wanted and they praised President Obama for it. So that's my that's my thumbs down. All right. Well, I've got yeah, my my pinky up this week is to the uh, Utah law formatting Chrome extension. So there may be people out there who already know about this, but if you don't, it's a great tool during the legislative session when you're trying to read a whole bunch of bills or proposals or if you if you use Google Chrome you can just Google search Utah law formatting click uh, the first link that comes up will be for the extension so just click it it'll add it to your browser and if you do that when you look at bills on the uh, Utah legislative site um, it will just give it a color formatting to show you it, it highlights in red the text that is being deleted and I think it highlights in yellow the text that's being added so it just makes it a lot easier to see what is being changed in laws so a thumbs up to that it's by you know Connor Boyack of the Libertas Institute so 
I don't have anything else to say about that except for that the plugin is very cool. And then my thumbs down. I don't know if you guys saw this. Oh, but, great. Can I just go back really quick to clarify? Yeah. You're not giving a pinkies up to Libertas. No, that's oh. right. Dave, right. Dave, ba- Dave Bateman's pet project? No, never. <laughs> never. No. The only reason I bring it up is because when you install the extension, like the, the first line of text there is by Connor Boyack. And some people might see that and be like, yuck. And so I just thought I'd let uh, warn you about that. Okay. So now my thumbs down. Todd Weiler has introduced this bill where he's trying to force mm. schools to uh, to have people go in person. It's basically in response to Salt Lake County has got some schools that have not required anybody to go back in person. And he wants the Utah legislature to say, if you don't go back in person by, I think it's March, that you lose funding. And this from the Republican Party, like we were no, no, saying no. earlier. So- his bill would make it so that if there is a student who is currently in virtual school and that parent doesn't like it and they want to take their kid out of that school, the funding goes with them. Right, right. And in some what? cases, it can go to private schools. It can go <clears throat> where, where public money never goes to private schools. This would allow allow this money to go to private schools. It never goes to private schools. That's what charter schools are, buddy. Come on. Yeah, that's what charter schools are. Let's be real. Like, look at look at what Challenger does, dude. Look at what Challenger does. They basically, if you send your kid to Challenger schools, they spoon feed those kids a right wing agenda the whole time, and they use your tax dollars to do it. And so, basically, what they're saying is, oh, yeah, because. You know, the schools make their budget at the beginning of the year when they look at enrollment, right? They say, okay, here's what we've got. Well, if all of a sudden all of these schools get pulled out, it puts the schools in a bind because like, oh, yeah, all that funding you were going to get. No, you don't get that funding now because you didn't have in-person school the way you were supposed to because you took the virus seriously and didn't want to get people sick. What a joke. Right. And it's like this Republican Party is supposed to be for... Problems being handled at, at the smallest government level possible, possible, right? And so you have a Salt Lake school board who makes these decisions for their school, and now you have a state legislature, a legislator who wants to come in and say, "No, no, no! I know how to do it better, and I'm going to create this punishment for you if you don't do it my way." It's just bullshit. It's not the Republican way. I mean, it's not the stated Republican way. But but yeah, like it's never the stated Republican way though, dude. Because like, look at look at um, there's another bill that's in the state legislature right now that would make it so that cities cannot enact gun control legislation of, of their own volition. So if a city like Salt Lake or Park City or Moab, where there are solid Democratic majorities on city councils and, you know, have a Democratic mayor, sorry, you're not allowed to, to pass gun laws in your city. Right. Well, that's that's strange. Or think about like, I think it was last year, the the, the ban on banning bags. So we're going to make it so you, exactly. the city, can't ban bags in your own city. We're going to right. tell you you can't do that. So it's not the state of Republican way. Like, it's just words that they say that aren't right. true ever. Yeah. Yeah. They never follow through on. And and so, yeah, thumbs down to that, to that proposal. Bullying school boards. It's bullshit. That's fair. What about you, Colby? Um, so, John, John, you posted a an article in the rundown that really was 
compelling, I thought. And and the stand, the former former Standard Examiner uh, writer Kathy McKittrick had a hand in it. I noticed at the end, uh, there was a Utah Investigative Journalism Project piece in the Salt Lake Tribune that talked about Senator Kurt Colomore's law firm basically extorting extra money out of former renters who had been evicted like months after. And so last year, so let's set this up. So last year, there was a bill passed in the state legislature that said if you, if, if a, a renter is evicted and you have a judgment against them, you have 180 days. So basically you, you have roughly six months to then say, oh, and then we found these other things to tack on additional charges, right? That maybe you found with your property, some problems that you had, some additional expenses, right? You have 180 days, okay? Okay, that's the law. But what the Utah Investigative Journalism Project found was that after that law became in force, which was like around May 20th or something like that, Kirk Colomore's law office, which is run by his father, they, Senator Kirk Colomore, his law office filed some 54 or successfully litigated 54 additional claims beyond the 180-day window, and the judge allowed it. Another wow. thing that, that – yeah, so it's, it's totally against the law what he did, and he basically just scored additional money off of people who already didn't have money. Oh, like, it was a lot of money too. Yeah, like it's it's thousands of dollars out of people who Hundreds already didn't have money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, bro. Yeah, and so he's he's going out there doing this, and then the thing that – you know, they talked to the guy – I think it was Jim Dunnigan who ran – Senator Jim – maybe anyway, Jim Dunnigan ran the bill, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he's – I think he's a rep. But anyway – then they said, hey, why is this going on? It's like, well, the, the court should know that that's the law. And it's like, well, they're still allowing it. And so it's like, what's going on here? The other thing that the article points out is the fact that Kirk Colomore's father is the chair of the – it's like – it's basically the lobbying arm of landlords in the state. So these guys helped craft this bill, right? And so part of the compromise was – Cottonwood okay. Heights. He's a senator. Uh, Colomore well, a senator from- is a Republican senator from Cottonwood Heights. But in the, in the piece, does it say what the uh, what the lobbying association? It's like it's like the apartment association, Utah Apartment Association, or some garbage name like that, right? Right. Oh yeah, you're talking about according to Dunnigan, the bill was crafted in close collaboration with the Cullimore linked apartment association. Yeah. Okay. So so exactly. And then the the other thing is that Kurt Cullimore Jr., who is the senator, Senator Kurt Cullimore is the government affairs chair for this lobbying organization. Now, how does that work? You are a sitting senator. Such bullshit, man. That's some Hunter Biden shit. That what the (laughs) fuck? What is that? So, but here's the, here's the, really the, the piece is resistance for this thing. Like, so as part of the compromise for this bill, you have say, okay, 180 days is the limit on when you can tack on additional charges. But they don't have to go and find you to let you know that they're suing you. They can just send it to your last known address, which is the usually the address that you have now vacated. And if you don't have a forwarding address, then it's just like, well, sorry, we don't have to go and find you and serve you these papers. That's on you. So all of a sudden you get a phone call from the court because you didn't show up for court because you didn't know you had it because like in the story, it was an Ogden librarian. Okay. They sent her, her summons to an address that she hadn't been since she, she was 17 years old. That was their last known address. And so she got this judgment against her. And it was like, and it was beyond the fifth, the 180 days, like just so much shady in this whole situation. So yeah. thumbs down, 
to this kind of corruption because, guys, I'm so sick of corruption in the state legislature. Stop voting for your current reps because a lot of them are doing corrupt things like Kurt Cullimore. Thumbs down to that garbage, man. Yeah. And done again. Good one. Well, Dunnigan tried in good faith to, like, fix this, to limit it, right? He had to cut a compromise. But the other thing that's annoying is he was the chair of the committee that passed that bill out. Yeah. So if he really wanted, he could have pushed to say, no, this whole, you know, forwarding address and, like, putting the burden of, you know, letting people know where you are so that they can sue you later on the defendant is kind of garbage. He could have pushed that. He didn't. Dude, look at this state legislature making us passionate and our pinkies up, thumbs down. I know, right? It's so, so corrupt and broken, man. Just when you thought you weren't going to care about politics anymore, the state convenes. These Republicans come and try to (laughs) fucking take your money again. (laughs) And it all happens all over again. And give it to charter schools. (sighs) I like charter schools. You should like private schools john but no pinky up there colby uh so pinky you don't up. have to i mean yeah. it's like i don't know <laughs> there's always praise to give in the community right um i'd say um you know pinky's up to the folks who are working for the health departments in the counties uh they are the ones who have been tasked by the governor to really be the front line for rolling out this vaccine um the vaccination program. And so they're the ones that are out there doing the work, you know, helping us to get through the pandemic. So pinkies up to those folks because they're the ones that are helping us hopefully get back to normal sometime soon. Good call, buddy. That was a good, yeah, that, thanks for doing that, Kobe, because the other one left a bad taste in my mouth. Well, I actually was thinking about thumbs downing the whole vaccination process, but then you're right that <laughs> the healthcare workers have no saying that they're affected by the federal government and they're taking all the shit for it you can be sure so they're trying good pinky up buddy they're they're trying man you know everyone's complaining everyone's complaining like oh the website keeps crashing it's like you guys understand why that happens right because there's such a rush the server crashes yeah exactly and so it's like there's only so much they can do about that like blame aws then or whoever is hosting their website like that's on them but they you know they're doing their best might as well Whoever hosts it. Xfinity. They can be X out of the process. How about that? All right. So, so yeah, I, I was saving it. Playing up, yeah, trying to <laughs> my own joke. Uh, all right. Well, if you have like questions or comments, or if you didn't like the way John, uh, you know, if you think John should keep the horse in his yay or nay segment, <laughs> you can always email us at junctioncitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook and like us, like our page, uh, join the forum. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, we also, we're also on Twitter. You can follow us at Junction City Pod, uh, Instagram at Junction City Podcast. We don't really do show notes anymore, but it would be, no, we don't. It would be no, like we you. don't do it anymore. Like we no, don't like, really, we do absolutely it. We don't do, do it. not do those anymore. So don't, don't ask, ask, don't ask for them. Don't request them. Um, they'll go straight to John Miles. And you're not going to like what he writes back to you. You're not. What else goes straight to me are those five star Apple podcasters. Yes. And those go straight to my heart. Give me some of those. And we'll give you some stickers. I'll stick one on you. (laughs) And John. Oh, yeah. I guess like we say every week. All politics is local.